When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome once again to this little podcast that we call The Wolf and Owl Yeah, yo boy Yeah, Oh man, you uh, are back in your studio and looking fit, boy Yeah, thanks mate I, uh just got back from Vietnam, actually. Oh, wow. Wow. Doing league. Leaguing it yeah, right, baby. Yeah, yeah. A little travel up. A little bit of acting. And then um, I, uh, mate, Party Rob came back the other night. What, in Vietnam? No. After I came back oh, from in... Vietnam. So oh. I landed I landed from Vietnam when? Day before yesterday. Yeah. And then I get a phone call. No, I get a text message, voice note, whatever. He communicated with me. Martin Too Smooth. Shout out Martin Too Smooth, my tour. Boom, DJ. boom, boom. He got us guest list, basically. I don't know how he did it. It's just, but he got us guest list to the Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock after party. Oh you know, they've done God. some like London nights. Or yeah, yeah, so they've yeah, thrown yeah. this party at some club. So I had this thing. I, the reason I'm mentioning it is not because I just want to talk about what a great social life I have, but it's because it's one of these things where you make a decision that you're glad you made, right? So yeah. I was like, so I'd come back from Vietnam. I was knackered. It's a bit of a, it's 11 and, or 12 hour flight. And yeah. It's like a six-hour time difference. Like, perfect storm for you feeling, like, battered. Done, so like, like, done. Yeah, so Martin messaged me, and I thought, if this was any other night, I'd 100% be up for this, right? But I just thought, I just don't know if I can face this. I, I just don't know if, if I can do I'm sounding like I'm going to war or something, but I just didn't know if I could face it. So I had a nap, and then I messaged him, and I thought, this is like one of those things where if I don't go, I might regret it. So I just messaged him saying, I'll come, despite being knackered, mate. It was unbelievable, man. What, I, I, we in what went sense into, unbelievable? We, like, just the party itself or so that, so we like the person to, you hung with? or Well, like, Ma, I was with Martin and his mate Sab. They were both, like, top-notch quality. Yeah. Went into the club. Like, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock has obviously, obviously got money to burn, right? So yeah. all the drinks are laid on or whatever. They've got all these buckets. Well, free, of, like, bar. Champ, like, free bar. Champagne, vodka, like, in, in, like, these ice buckets. And then whenever you finish a bottle, somebody comes over and throws another. Like, it was mad. Right? How like, many... No, how, how many uh, how many people there? I reckon 500, something like that. Jeez. Maybe. So we're in there and I'm just getting really hammered, right? Because it's like free drink and I'm a fucking ponce. Yeah? So we're, we're getting really hammered. Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock come out. They introduced the party. Like, I can't believe I'm in the room with Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, two of the greatest to ever do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I get like a little like arm to just sort of go, do you mind moving out the way? Sort of like friendly thing. I turn around. It's fucking Buster Rhymes. What? Right? Yeah. But the Buster Rhymes goes, excuse me, just gives me a fist bump, gets on stage, impromptu set from Buster Rhymes. Wow. Right? Impromptu set from gigs, impromptu set from Mostef and Talib Kweli. And then Dave Chappelle comes on to close the thing. Wow. Do you know one of those things where you go, I don't know, man. It was just like one of those things where I'll go, I'm so glad I rolled the dice. You know what you've out, had? Man. It was wicked. You know what you've had? You've had a Cinderella yeah. night. I think I did, mate. I, I think, think I did had, have like, a Cinderella night. You basically, Martin Tooth Smooth is like your fairy godmother. 
Yeah. Like you basically had that, like the pumpkin vibe. Yeah. I You're did. out there. It's like Cinderella. Like one of your Jordans was just left on the floor. Yeah. What I will tell you though is this Cinderella did not leave at midnight. Let's just say, let's just say. What time did the party rumble to? Cinderella on that night left. Uh, I don't um I don't know. I left about 3. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Was it still pumping? No. People had started to leave by then. But um, came out at 3 a.m. and just thought, I am cray-cray. I, oh, I love God. the thought of... I am such a party where was Where was the gap? Where, where did they have it? The box in Soho. Oh, you know my God. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you, you reacting like that for? This sounds like a good night, right? I went in that place once. They got every fucking tosser, middle-class prick from London and put them in one place. Like, don't get me wrong. I guess that's, that's, I guess that's how I got guest list. <laughs> no, but a night you're talking about when it's like incredible people, it's amazing people, and they've taken over the club. That's different. Yeah. But on a, on a week to week, yeah, I was like, this is not my vibe. This is not Do you know what I had that I wasn't, I, I didn't really know. Like, this is a box thing. I don't think this is a Chappelle and Rock thing. No, no, I know exactly what you're going to say. I know. They had these burlesque dancers yeah. like bopping around and then they put on a couple of like there was like a butt naked woman doing a flamethrowing act and then there was this guy dressed as a pig and these two naked women like put him onto like a fake spit and put an apple in his mouth and i was sort of sat there going i don't i i don't know how to react to this like i, I like if they had women walking up and down like they had like a catwalk of sorts like the stage just goes right the way through yeah, the middle yeah, of the yeah. room right so they had these women in like like wearing virtually not they were just women in their underwear basically like very attractive women in their underwear sort of dancing very close to you. Do you know what I mean? They weren't yeah. dancing with you, but like I would say you have an ass like yeah, yeah, yeah. eight inches away. from Well, your if head. you're standing next, as close to the stage as you seem to have been, yeah, I was, like, I was. I mean, it, it sounds it very much because, like Martin when yeah, it, there's naked ladies on stage, Romesh, and you're like already at the front of the fucking stage. Yeah, it was weird because every, everybody else was sat round round the edge, but um, I just stood up at, on my own right by the stage sort of clapping yeah. like a fucking thirsty seal. You were at the stage like a panting dog at a door waiting for his yeah. owners to go. Yeah. But um, I, I found that um, at one point, one of the dancers said to me, have I scared you because of the way that I was reacting to like... Really? I just, yeah. I just don't know. You know, like... Sav and well, not so much Martin, but Sav was like, look, like he knows how to like be in those rooms. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? I just don't know how to be in those man. rooms, man. I like so the box, right? Yeah, me and Martin Compton got invited. That's when the night we went, me and Compton went together. Yeah, and um, but we had no money and drinks are fu- like you were there at free bar, right? Yeah, the drinks in there are fucking scandalous. So me and Martin just basically stood next to a table of load of quite wealthy people uh, who had champagne. And we just basically started like filling our glasses uh, with champagne from someone else's table. Were you like, were you like laughing as you did it? Let's like, oh my god, Martin, <laughs> this is how we roll now. No, it was more sneaky, just really down in the champagne, just oh, right. getting as much in us okay. as we could. And then someone caught us, and uh, we were thrown out down the back stairs. Oh my god! Yeah, for stealing. Have you ever been, I mean, you you were just talking about being a perpetrator, but like, have you ever had, I used to go to clubs, this used to happen a lot in Crawley, barmaid in Crawley, right? right. I, I caught this, caught people doing this a couple of times. What they would do is like they'd wait near where people were ordering drinks. I mean, when somebody turned around to hand some of their drinks to mates, they would just fucking like, just nick the rest of the drinks that were waiting on the bar. Yeah, I've seen that happen. You'd turn, is that like a known thing? You know, because like, it used to happen so much. You know, the one I used to do at West Ham at football. Oh, so you used to do it. I'm talking about being a victim, but go on. <laughs> no, West Ham at football. No, you used to get to the front of the queue yeah. and you'd uh, be passing all the pints to your mates and then you'd just basically twist and double back so you'd walk off into the crowd. Wow. Like, without paying for them. Wow. And that's your own club that you love? That's, uh, I'm partial yeah, to it. Just... I don't know about life. <laughs> I love my daughter and my wife. <laughs> West, Ham's, West Ham's more like a, a, an aging relative that I have to keep going to see but I'm not sure how much I actually care about them anymore I um, I caught I caught a geezer doing that what to you and I went to, like, like I was at a, I was, yeah I was at a, it was at Bar Med and I turned around to get some drinks and oh, no my mate was doing it and I was sort of stood back a bit so it didn't look like I was with the group yeah yeah you know how I am it's like a lone wolf <laughs> do you know what I mean 
just distance myself a little bit. Just like people just looking like... Trying to, try to inch into a conversation. Yeah. Sorry, just walking around. Say something about Arsenal. No, no, no. no, no, no. Walk, yeah. You're just trying to join other groups. I think I've made a couple of friends over here. I think maybe we can merge the, the two parties and make this a real night. Fucking um, just glass just, an old fucking paper fiver in your hand is so sweaty. Do you remember, do you remember when... Um, you go in and pay like 30 quid and you get all your drinks, but you have to, you get all your drinks for the night, but you have to, you had to keep the glass. Yeah. 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 Sort of walking around with this glass in your sweaty mitt. Just, <laughs> this is my ticket to a good time. <laughs> so tragic. There was a gaff in Croydon. Oh, was it called Sinatra's or so there was Caesar's? I think. Sinatra. Oh, Caesar, Caesar. Was it Caesar's? Caesar's in Croydon. I think Sinatra's yeah. was in uh, Streatham. I always get those two yeah. mixed up. And that was yeah. free food and drink. And I was about the only person. That I ever saw at the buffet. Like, if you if you want like a real like palm in the face, it's like, um, hi, how you doing? You're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you the guy who's at the buffet? <laughs> the one person <laughs> with a fucking big salmon with a big fish, just literally taking the like <laughs> walking around with a, your your glass in one hand and your plate yeah. in the other. Just fa- just there's no plates. You've just fashioned one out of napkins they've left around. <laughs> My big sweaty that, palm. Eat, eat, it just skinned up a massive fucking <laughs> napkin. It's eating off it like a banana leaf. <laughs> I, I, I confronted the geezer at Barmed and he just went, um, I was really proud of myself because I'm not, as you know, I'm not one to confront people. No, 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 no. I just went, that's not your drink, mate. And Whoa. he just went, I just went, uh, the way I've just said that was with more sort of force and venom than I actually said it on the night. And he just went, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought, I, was bo- I thought they were my drinks. And then I went, how can they be your drinks? You're not ordering a, a round at the bar, right? So how can they possibly be your drinks? And that's that's how it sounded in my head. But actually how it was was like, how can, there's no, there's no, I don't understand how you think they could be your drink. You know, how you buy drinks, you go to the bar, you, you ask for drinks and they and you, they give you drinks. So you, you, you hadn't done that part of the transaction. So awful. I would love to see, right, because this is right, the thing about, um, you know, when you watch movies and stuff. Yeah. And you'll have like a moment where someone just confronts someone. It'll be all so fucking well, like played out and all sort of like, um, they're not your drinks. They're someone else's drinks, right? Any confrontation I've ever seen is all just a garbled fucking, even like me and you, and it's our job to talk for a living. It just, you think it's going to come out like something. And when you sort of give someone a bit of a set two and it's like, no, no, yeah. um, Look, basically, right? Like they are, they're not, you're not even at the front of the, you've not, you've not even ordered drinks. So how could they be your drink? I'd love, I'd love to see that in a film. Yeah. I'd love to see And also that. What, what, what I'd love to examine, particularly in blokes, is the disparity between the story they tell to their friends and what actually oh happened. Like, see what that, just to really get a, a deep dive into what they've done in the edit on that story. Do you know what I mean? Like the way that, the way that blokes tell the stories of what they've done is hilarious. Man. We used to have, like, there was a gig that like when I, worked on building sites as a guy and I used to relish a Monday morning going in and him being there because he all something had always happened to him and it was always like literally he'd always he'd always like it was either like sex in a sort of like gangbang when he was sort of like the principal part of it and it was like sort of like four women that he'd taken back and or it was like a massive fight or or somehow it was both of them like you know it was yeah. sort of like in essence yeah mate I, yeah just basically ended up going back to this bird's ass right and then uh, I'm rumping her, and then uh, a twin sister comes in, and I end up with both of them. But what I don't know is they've both got boyfriends, and the boyfriends are in the front room, right? They they basically both come in, and they've got baseball bats, and I'm out of the bed, like, and I'm like, listen, what's going on? Would you want some of this? I've pulled my arm back about half a mile. I've knocked one out. The other one, I don't want none of it. I said, you're involved. Hanged him out. I've just sat back and eaten their fucking Chinese takeaway that they've got. You're like, and, then I said, and it, they were still unconscious. I said to the girls, we might as well finish off what we started. So I shagged them in front of their boyfriends unconscious on the floor. <laughs> but like, genuinely not that far away. Right? And then <laughs> I, always, I always just had this event, like little feeling that like, this was the, the night that in his head that you'd see. But actually, if you rewinded his life, he'd be just sitting in a pub on his own. Just like in a really sad it, 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 old it, it, man's Sitting in a pub on his own, eating chips. He looks at those two girls and that scene plays out in his head. And then... <laughs> But then it cuts back and it's just him still in the pub on his own. He looks at one of the girls and they go, what the fuck are you staring at? Sorry, sorry, ladies. Sorry. <laughs> no, nah, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. I was just thinking you look like someone what I know. Oh, fuck off, mate. Fucking loser. <laughs> you Kelly's cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mate, I had a terrifying thing happen to me on Ooh, the way back from happened? Vietnam. Turbulence? 
not turbulence, but pre-turbulence this was, right? So it's a 12-hour flight from Hanoi Airport to Heathrow. Well, I'm just right? saying, because I'm, look, you know, spoiler ahead, I'm not what? doing League of Iron Road. I'm devastated I'm not doing League of Iron Road mm. trip this season. My favourite show to do, not doing it this series. Mm. Um, absolutely go. What were the flights like? How do you mean, what were they like? Well, you upgraded, nice fucking seats. It was a bit of business. Oh, I'll never fly business class for 12 hours of my life. That was my one opportunity. Well, it's funny, actually, you mentioned that you're talking about what we're talking about, because I watched Hobson Shaw on the plane. Right. And that is perfect. You know, like Jason Statham and The Rock yeah. turning up to a fight situation and like the guy says to him, who are you? And The Rock just goes, I'm what you call an ice cold can of whoop ass. And then Jason Statham walks. They do this thing where like at the beginning of the film, they're trying to show their different approaches. So The Rock is like some big meathead and Jason Statham's like this cool, like yeah, yeah. precise geezer. So it like goes between the rock going, I'm what you call a, an ice cold can of whoop ass. And then it cuts to Jason Statham and he goes, I'm what you might call a champagne problem. And then he smacks somebody over the head with a bottle of champagne. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's so it's like that is like how all blokes think they talk in, yeah, yeah. in those sort of situations. That's one of my favourite movies, by the way. Mate, I did not realise Idris Elba. How fucking cool is Idris Elba in that Mate, film? Idris, yeah, we've talked about this too, man. Idris but, 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 Elba but, but, is just so fucking. Yeah, it's only... unbelievable that film. What I would say is his storyline is absolutely fucking insane. I mean, it's so insane. The whole film is bananas. I, I'm going right? to say something about fucking how cool bananas. Idris Elba is. Right, yeah, you could on. put Idris Elba in any movie, right? Any movie, and he could be doing anything in that film. And he'd still make the film cooler. If Idris Elba was in any movie and he, his character was just working out what to have on his toast in the morning, it would still be a fucking cooler film just yeah. for having him uh, in it. it, 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 it to, as a counterpoint to that, I am so not cool that you could put me in any situation in any film and like, I'd be with a group of guys that are meant to be really cool, like fucking <laughs> Reservoir Dogs or something like that. And people watching it would go, I don't buy him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like the new was, nerdy uh, uh, I'd love to see you as a new nerdy character in Fast and Furious. Like in Fast and Furious, there's all these guys with like cool names, and, they, and we call this guy Mr. Math. <laughs> he's just really good with numbers and stuff, and if you're trying to work out how much it's going to cost to buy all that nitro, he can figure it out instantly. Fucking that how much is it going to cost us to break into that building, Mr. Mr. Math? Um... <laughs> Oh, I'll just put it through my calculator. And I reckon it's probably about, I don't know, about a million quid. Good, because but- we're family. Uh, Vin Diesel, right? Vin yeah. Diesel, right? So for me, you've got Statham, Elba, The Rock. They all sit around here. Then you've got, look, I look at Vin Diesel and I think, fair, fair credit. Vin Diesel is like the geezer I'm talking about. I used to work on a business, uh, building sites with. Vin Diesel, yeah. right? I just look at him and go, he, you kind of just nicked it. I, I quite respect him, in a sense, because he isn't anywhere near as cool or as fucking rock-hard rock, rock hard sort of, like, hot as the other three. But he's still, like, in the biggest franchise ever. Yeah. Yeah, well done. That that would be... That was what... That, that's my aspiration of time. Because I know I'm not good enough or can't sell it like that, but just to blag my way in and be at the fringes of it. Yes, please. Mate, I would, like... I'd say that, yeah, that me and you could... I think me and you, if, like... Given the right opportunity, we could be the new Vin Diesels. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's quite an accolade, isn't it? They should make that a category at the BAFTAs. Um, so I'm, I'm at Hano- anyway, listen, I'm at Hanoi Airport, right? right. And um, it's the end of a national holiday when I'm flying out of, of, of Vietnam. So it's like rammed, proper rammed, like... It's so rammed. It's like, you know, in a film where they're trying to set up that the hotel's, ca- the, the airport's chaotic. It's yeah, like yeah. mental. Found my checking desk or whatever. I'm, going, I'm in the security queue. I'm the only non-Vietnamese, not that I've got anything wrong, I don't think there's anything wrong with this, but I'm the only, I'm so the only non-Vietnamese person that I can see that I'm starting to wonder if I'm at the right airport. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, thinking, yeah. I'm on a flight to London. This is mad. Anyway, so I go through to security. I'm just like, get my passport checked. And then we've got to go through like, um, the actual like bag check or whatever. And there's like a business class queue to the side. And I just show my boarding pass to one of the staff there. And I go, is it all right to go through here? And he goes, yeah. So I walk through. As I'm walking through, I I get a hand on my shoulder from behind, right? I turn around. It's this Vietnamese security guy. He just goes, come with me. Oh my God. What the fuck? He walks me over to his console, like his little computer desk or whatever. And he goes, wait there. And then he gets on the radio. He gets my passport off me. He gets on the radio, give, like, says my name. Somebody comes back to him and he goes, right, you need to sit down. 
and, and, and I'm like freaking out. Like, I'm just thinking, I don't know what's going on here. Like, have I been, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I assumed I'd been racially profiled because obviously it, it does happen at airports. Yeah. Not so much now, but it did used to happen a lot where you just get pulled aside yeah. just because you fit, you tick a lot of the boxes. And, um, so I sat there and he goes, and, and, and I just sat there for ages. He's checking other people through and I think, I don't know what's going on. I just said to him, excuse me. And I was nervous because I'm like, I don't want to be too rude to this guy, but I also need to find out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Like, I'm about to miss my flight or whatever. So I go to him, can you just, t- could I just ask what's happening? And he goes, you need to wait here. Some security going to come and collect you. And then I go, can, can I ask why? And he says something to me and I just can't understand what he's saying. Like his English isn't like yeah, very yeah, strong. Yeah. My Vietnamese is obviously non-existent. So he says something to me and I'm just like, this is how it begins. This is how my 10 years in a Hanoi oh prison starts. God. Do you know what I mean? Like shitting myself. Three security come through and they just like gesture to me, come with us. Oh my God. So I walk out with them, right? I walk out with them. One of them hands my passport to another person working there and we carry on walking. So now I'm separated from my passport. Right? I've got no idea where that's gone. That bloke <laughs> walks off. I'm just, honestly, mate, I was like, this is it. This is fucking it. I'm going to miss the flight. And this is going to be one of these things where they go, X mock the weak star, Ramesh Ranganathan, <laughs> is, is now beginning his sixth week in Hanoi Institutional Prison or whatever. I go through to the other side. There's a room with like frosted glass, a tiny room with a frosted oh glass door. He goes, God. go in there. Mate, can you imagine what I'm feeling like at Mate, this time? Like, I, I've got my stomach's not even hearing about it. Out of control anxiety. Yeah, of course. Right? I go into this room. I shut the door behind me. There's just me, a room, a counter. This bloke walks around, the security guy walks around the other side and he brings up my suitcase. He goes, is this your suitcase? And I go, yeah. And I think he's going to open it. There's going to be six pounds of cocaine in there, six kilos of cocaine in there. And then this is how it all begins. (laughs) Genuinely. Like fucking, I I, I basically, I'm not even exaggerating. I'd surrendered to my fate. This is it now. This is my life now. I'm going to have to find, I'm going to ask them if they've got Wi-Fi and a Blue Yeti mic so I can do the podcast. But apart from that, <laughs> I'm pretty much out of the game. So the guy opens the suitcase and he goes, um, he goes, you've got e-cigs in here. And I had like little vapes, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I put vapes in the suitcase and you can't have lithium battery. Not, I've done it loads of times and it's never been a problem, but you're not supposed to do it. Yeah. Right? So the guy goes, you've got, they've got lithium batteries and you can't have them on the plane. So I go, oh, okay. and I was just like, oh, my God. He, t- he goes, can you put them in your hand luggage? And I go, yeah, I put them in my hand luggage. And he goes, right. He shuts the thing and he goes, I don't want you to have to queue up again, so let me just walk you around. Um, thanks for doing that. And I'm just like, oh, my God. You've got to handle this in a different way, man. Like, what the fuck? I walked through. He walked me through. Really nice. Walked me through. I go through. I sit down. Mate, I've not had this in a long time. I'm shaking of course with you adrenaline. Are. It took, like, it took me, I went and like got a couple of beers. I just had to like chill out. Did you do like, that thing where you sort of nearly... Not, let, Tom, let me tell you something. This is how fucking nervous I was. Drunk the two beers within the hour. <laughs> That's how mad. <laughs> two little beers. <laughs> did Mate, you, Did horrific. you do that sort of crying, laughing thing? Where you sort of like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, no, but it was it was yeah, like, no, it, was no, like a, it was like a come down. It was like yeah. a come down. It was crazy. Yeah, because you've got you've got an imagination as well, right? That's the worst thing to have. Yeah. Did you have many beers when you're out in Vietnam? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I did drink a fair bit to be honest. Um, not loads, but I don't know about mate. I've started to get into the habit of having a couple of beers every. No- this isn't good, is it? No. Do you drink at home? Not really. Not really. I, no. You know what I. I sort of, I go through, like, so I had, like, I've times when I drink, it's like, so Sunday we had a, uh, the first christening that we've, uh, that Grace has been to, so we went to a christening uh, yeah. with Grace. Um, I've got obsessed, by the way, with, like, fantasy football at the moment. I'm obsessed with For it. For reals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's taken over my weekends at the moment. It's infringing on every part of my, like, I literally sit, like, I, I was in the church cursing myself, and Catherine's like, what was wrong? And I'm like, fucking... Like, like literally like someone had passed away I was like she's like you alright you okay and I'm like no bloody Arsenal I'm getting beaten by Man United and she was like you're not even supporting Arsenal I was like yeah but I've got Gabriel at the back I've got Martinelli he's had a goal disallowed you know Jesus it's just like yeah what, what's Catherine's attitude towards this well, that she I'm must a, be utterly that I'm a sad fuck and she's now got a child with someone who is every, every now and again regresses into having a hobby that he shouldn't have as a fucking married man 
Like, men and hobbies is it's the maddest phenomenon, isn't it? Yeah. So then I have to literally leave the christening, come down to London and do like um a cut like two gigs. Like me and Susie Ruffle, shout out Susie Ruffle. Yeah. Doing two back to back gigs. So I'm already in So this... what did you do what did you do? Did you just did you just have to pull out of the golf tournament? <laughs> I haven't played golf for three weeks. I reckon that's why I'm I'm a bit morose at the moment. Um, yeah, the fact that you the fact that you think that's almost like a hardship is is incredible. It's my off season. Um, yeah, yeah, it's because on. I'm put, putting so much into stand up at the moment. Uh, up until next week, anyway, I go to do these gigs and uh, I've got a couple of pals come to watch me. And I had a rubbish. that's always bad. That's always bad, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's never a good look. But I text them and said like the the basically the gig was overrunning a bit, and uh, I was like, oh, shit, I'm only I'm gonna be finished at ten to ten. And the pub on a Sunday closes at like 10.30. So I text downstairs and said, I'll get me like three or four pints that I can have when I get downstairs. And I literally finished off stage sweating because it was a really fucking hot room. I walked downstairs and I swear I sank these pints. It's the opposite of party, like, you know, little beer rom. I was sinking yeah. these pints like it was like... Big beer Tom. Big beer Tom. <laughs> big beer Tom. I was sinking these pints and looking at the bar like that. You know, you just got a real first on her. I'm looking at sort of yeah. judging whether she's going to need a bell. I'm like, no, nah, I'm probably going to need a, like, another two. My mate was like, that'd be five pints in about half an hour. It's insane. And I was like... Do you know what? Do you, do you know what? Like, by the way, that is insane. But is there anything better? Like when you walk downstairs from the gig and you oh. saw beers waiting for you, that must have felt oh, unreal. Man. One of my favourite things, and I've started doing it deliberately, although I did, but before you start rinsing me, I do pay my way, okay? But one of my favourite things is to turn up to a drink and there are drinks waiting for you. Yeah. It's like my, I love it. Oh, mate, it's the I best. love it. It's, you know, like, I know it's such a small thing, right? And, like, it's just because me and you come from the world. Like, when I go to a gig and I've, you had a good gig or even a, you know, whatever sort of, when the... You when had you a go, gig, yeah. Yeah, when you go to the bar afterwards and you're like, I'll just get a pint of lager, please. And then they're like, they give you it and you go to pay. And they say, oh, no, 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 there's money behind the bar for the comedians. I still now will go, <laughs> get another point, please. <laughs> like, literally within, down it at the bar. I, 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 can't, I, I couldn't believe the extras when he started doing, and they're not big extras, by the way, just no. for context. No, no, we're not I talking remember the, the, or like, No, the first, the first time I went to, a, to do a comedy club and I was doing the Friday, Saturday, and they paid for my hotel. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. I jumped up and down on the bed. <laughs> because I, could, I couldn't believe that doing comedy meant that somebody's willing to pay for me to stay some. I couldn't believe it. You, you know, like, like, lost my mind. You know, like the, the levels that you do, right? Of like, I remember being at a gig and I think it was like in fucking Oxford or Bath or somewhere like that. Yeah. And getting there, I could never ever eat before a gig. Never, I just mm. can't. I think that look, you know, look I've people. got two hour, two hour cut off, but yeah. I don't always stick to that now. But, but uh, yeah, no, I've, I've recently I, we can get into that. But uh, I, uh, this guy, I get to this gig and the guy was like, "Oh, there's free, like, you know, afterwards, like, do you want any food? Like, there's pizzas, these amazing sort of stone stone baked pizzas." And like, I literally missed my train home and had three pizzas. <laughs> I sat just eating pizza and then just looked at the and I was like, I could have easily fucking just paid for like my own pizza and got on the train. I was taking one with me. I just sat there gouging my face and missed my train. I was lucky to get yeah. back to London that night. I nearly yeah. ended up having three pizzas for spending like fucking 90 quid on a hotel. Yeah. I've, done, I've started rummaging. But to be fair, like, it's a more down to earth story than your driver getting you a curry for you. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've, I've done, I've last, so I've gigged for the last three Friday nights and mm. like Catherine's gone, oh, should we just get like a take? Like, should we get Chinese? Or like last week she was cooked a vegan curry. And like, mm. I could smell it cooking. I was like, oh, like I've got three hours till I'm, I'm on stage. I, I turned up on a, a gig in Colchester last week, right? I, I had a curry, but when I, she said we were ordering a curry, this is like the greed of me. I'm like, oh, should we get some little uh, like picky bits to get? So then I've ordered some, like phoned, phoned my guy down the road, got some yeah. samosas, pakoras and all that Primits. vibe. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I've wolfed all that down, eaten a full fucking curry, got my way to Colchester, Get to get to Colchester. I get to Colchester and everything like the I get so anxious before a gig. Nerves are just mm. fucking killer for me. I get in and this woman's like, "Oh my god, thank you for coming so much. We're so proud of this theatre. We've really." And I'm like, "Oh great, cool, cool." But all my stomach is saying is, "I Code Brown. I need a fucking toilet ASAP." Right. 
And I'm like, have you got yeah. a toilet here? And she was like, yeah, I can just yeah. show you. Uh, thanks so much for welcoming me to your theatre. I'd just love to immediately desecrate it. That's all. <laughs> Walking me round backstage, showing me stuff. And I'm, I'm sweating now, just going, yep, that's cool. Yeah, I oh, know, that's nice. And I could see the toilet over her shoulder. And you know, like when you see like film, I mean, you know, you probably were in this situation with like prison films, like when you're like, someone can see a way out. Like the moment that fucking uh, your man Tim Robbins works out that he can fucking dig a hole and that's where he, mm. how he's going to get. I, all I could think about as she was talking is her voice just became mute and she was just going yeah. talking and all I could see was the toilet door. Like Charlie Brown's teacher. Just... <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I need to get to that toilet. Yeah. And so basically I started doing it. So I started like moving around clockwise so my back was towards the toilet as she was yeah. talking so you're sort, you're sort of trying to suggest to her movement like this yeah is, this needs to yeah be. yeah yeah and then i get to the toilet door and i was like oh cool uh, i don't even know what she was saying i was caught cool. amazing oh brilliant that's so so exciting i'm just gonna go in here i ducked in and i just was like it was it was one of the best feelings that i've ever had in my life do you know what one of the worst feelings is go on. is um i went to do an interview at radio one yeah, and I had that. I had that same situation where I needed a, a, a shit desperately, and so I go, get to the building. When you do that, you have to sign in. It's like, it's yeah, like yeah. going into an airport. You've got to do the bag yeah, check yeah. and all that shit. And then this this producer comes down, takes me up in the lift, and then I go through. And she goes, "We've got a bit of time." And I was like, "Exactly what I wanted to hear." And then I go, um, "Do you mind? Do you mind telling me where the toilets are?" Anyway, I don't know if you know how it works there. Yeah. They can't leave you roaming around the building. No, no, yeah, yeah. right. So oh. she walks me round, right, to where the toilet is. <laughs> yeah, I know this. And then I've literally just met her downstairs, right? And and I'm already in a state of like, you're not fully in the, com- as you've just sort of yeah. said, you're not fully in the conversation when you're in that situation. Do you know what I mean? And so like, we've got, we've gone round to the, t- she goes, um, I go, I know my way better. And she goes, no, I'll, I'll wait for you here. So oh, I, I just had to go to the toilet knowing there was this person I'd just met waiting for me. <laughs> Probably running, a, they're probably running a clock on it and going to discuss. They probably do it with all guests where they come in and they go, How long do you reckon this take, take this one to take a turn out? I bet Romish is on there for ages. No, you know the no, worst no, thing? He's, he's vegan. It'll slip out like a hot biscuit. <laughs> I, I reckon it'll be quick. No, you know the worst thing is it like if you're a woman, you could just blag it that you're just putting on a bit of makeup. You can come out mm. and just go, Oh, no, yeah. As a guy, if you're over like, what, a minute, two minutes? They know yeah. that you're, you're, you're If you're over a minute or two minutes, you come out with a smile on your face that was distinctly absent from before you... And had... a bead on. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry about that. It was a bit of a struggle. Anyway, should we head back in? <laughs> Let's go rip this radio. <laughs> Awful. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Right, should we do some emails? Let's do it, my baby. Uh, this first email, uh, this is from, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to keep this anonymous. Uh, hey, both. I've got a friend who has spent most of his adult life with no friends, basically isolated. It's through no fault of his own. He's a lovely man, but he spent his life looking after his family. I've introduced him to my friends, who are a wonderful bunch of people, but love to rip the piss. Because he has no level of where the piss taking starts and finishing, sometimes he struggles. I've taken a step back and made sure I'm trying to be more supportive of a mate, as a mate, but I'm worried I've enabled the piss-taking. Help, please. Also, big love to you and Tom for spreading the uh, love. It's the main reason I'm getting in touch. Peace and love. Uh, I'm about to give the name there like an idiot. But anyway, that's a, that's a sitch. Wow. Tom Davis. What Number one, what an incredible sweet soul we're dealing with. Yeah, uh, very nice. Yeah, Very nice. Two sweet souls, because the sweet soul who's brought in 
the the sweetest of souls who's been looking after mm. his family all this time. Mm. Mm. In a way, yeah. you know, uh, I, I have to visualise sometimes the people that we're dealing with. And the, the mm -hmm. person he's talking about, I visualise like if Tom Hanks was playing him in a movie. Like, that's how I'm, sure. I'm thinking about him. Does it sound like the best film, if you don't mind? I mean, uh, unless there's something else that's going to happen. If, if some robots turn up this and stuff, a, I'm in. But. Yeah, yeah, but this is the thing, though. It's the, the, these sorts of, I love these sorts of movies. Yeah. yeah, they don't make films like this very much anymore. No, 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 no. But like, if if it's like you know that he sees him down the supermarket, and he's sort of like you know, he's just walking around on his own, and he's just like, oh, mm. fucking hell, this guy's always on his own. And then like he basically sort of like turns up at his house, knocks on the door, and yeah, fucking, it's like you know, you know, do you want to come out? And yeah, you know, he resists at first, and they become friends, and then they're probably like into like a I don't know dance competition or something together and win. Um, yeah. And there's always going to be like that arsehole friend who's always just mean because he's just jealous. Yeah. He's got to be played by one of those actors like, you know, you see in everything. We can't, don't quite know their name. Yeah. They, they must make a really decent living, them guys, right? Yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, really is, well. that, is that the best one where you make a really decent living but people aren't sure what they've seen you in? Yeah. And then when they see you... That, that's, yeah. In terms of lives that you choose, that's up there, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, of course. There's that guy, he's in like Born Identities and loads and that. He's a really good actor. Yeah. He's in, like, I literally can't remember, I wouldn't know his name. Yeah. He just turns up and I always go, this is going to be good because he's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And he's so sort of got quite a weasley little face, but he's sort of like, yeah. and he's always... I've managed, I've managed to manufacture a career where people see me and say, go, I'm not this <laughs> again. <laughs> You're like the opposite of him. <laughs> I can't remember. sort of like, I'd love to know his name so I could give him some props. But anyway, yeah. Um, Listen, well, I, that's the whole thing, isn't it? Ironically, that's the whole thing that we're talking about. Yeah, here, it's know? a beautiful uh, thing. Crazy. Um, anyway, go on. Listen, I'd say it's actually probably just worth talking to this guy about, because it, it is different. I, I think I think genuinely as well, Like, I don't think it's just a matter of him not being in, and like not having friends before. I think it's a matter of, I think different groups have different ways of, you know, the Mickey set. Some are quite quick and you sort of like, you know, quite quickly you're sort of, and almost in a good way sometimes I think that, if you're involved in a Mickey taking in a banter quite quickly, I think sometimes that just means that there's a bit of acceptance there. But that can be quite daunting. It can be quite scary for someone who's not been around that. Um, I Because I, I always look at it as like, yeah, my relationship with you, I'm like, yeah, as much as we, you know, we've got a very sweet side where we chat about stuff, but we take the piss out of each other a lot. And that's that's one of the things yeah. that I know. That when If you've got that relationship with someone, then I know, oh, this is a friendship. Whereas if you don't have mm. that and it's a bit awkward and you don't, and then I think, well, actually, this is just fucking, you know, this isn't going anywhere. But yeah. it, it can be, if you've not been around that kind of, that kind of world, then it, I, could, I guess it can be quite scary. It can be quite sort of upsetting at times. So I, I'd say it's probably best to talk to him. I'd say I wouldn't talk to your other friends and say, look, you know, he's up on, let's just call him Mac, because that's what I'd probably call him in the film. He's up on Mac because he's not used to this kind of sort of banter and stuff. You know, he's, he's been looking after his family for ages because that can quite quickly turn into them thinking that he doesn't like them or whatever. So, yeah, I think an honest conversation with Mac and I'm around him and just saying this is how we do things and maybe just organize stuff for you two at times and, and like maybe just introduce him to banter in a sort of like, you know, Yes, like a training be. camp, is that yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could do it as a bit, like almost that's that would be. This quite... is uh, mate. You're, are you giving advice now? You're continuing to write this film. No, I just think it's quite a good sequence in the film. Is when they go out, right, and, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like they yeah. go surfing, and Mac falls off his surfboard, and like let's yeah. call the other guy Vinny, and Vinny's like, oh fucking, and then he suddenly gets the nickname Wipeout, Wipeout, <laughs> yeah. and then like, and in in many ways, that fall that he was so embarrassed about is what's actually made him part of the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to write this down afterwards. Cause actually, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, you need to. Yeah, yeah. I need to. And actually call it... Can I be in it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, could, you, you, could be, <laughs> you can be little Ron. You're like the guy in the uh, uh, in the film who used to be Mac, you used to be the person that everyone took the mick out of. But now when yeah. like, Mac's come in, you get really, really yeah. angry. And like, yeah, I'm like the I'm the most resistant to him. Yeah, yeah. Because, you and the guy, yeah. you and the bully, who's like that guy yeah. from Borderlands. I mean, at, at, at the end of the film, like we've had like a, I've, I've like humiliated him in front of everyone, and then it all turns around, and I go, you know, the truth is, is the reason that I've been like this with you is because I once was you. <laughs> you I had a thing, Mac. Mac. When I look at it, the joke was on me all along. <laughs> and then Tom Hanks just puts his hand on your shoulder, and he's just like. Maybe me and you should be brothers after all. And then it goes, keep trying. 
keep smiling, yeah. knowing you can always count on me for sure. That's what friends are for. <laughs> and that's the name of the film. That's what friends are for. Yeah, great. Yeah. Really like it. Yeah, yeah, it could be great. Yeah, I think it could be. Yeah, yeah. Is that um, the end of your advice? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, uh, I think this is what I think. This is a real thing. Blokes love to take the piss out of each other, and so many blokes there. If you don't do banter and you don't like football, life as a man can be quite tough socially, I think, because blokes just use football as chat lube. And they also love taking the piss out of each other. And the, the fact is, is that some people are better at it than others. I know people like this who are like not that good at the chat, not that good at throwing out insults and stuff like that. And they'll say something and a tumbleweed will roll across the pub or whatever. Um, I think it's a difficult one to give advice on. I think you've got to hope that your friend, basically with the people that I know that aren't that good at it, what happens is, is that the other guys just stop taking the piss out of them because that's not the way they like to interact with people, you know? And so you, so I guess what I'm saying is, I know Tom said, don't have a chat with them because I think he doesn't like them or whatever. But I think actually you need to try and hope. And if, if this doesn't happen, you need to try and, you need to hope your friends sort of change the way that they interact with him. And, you know, you can keep doing the piss taking with people that are up for it. But, um, but, pe- but, but with this guy, I think you need to just be a bit more considerate. And hopefully your friends will pick up on that. But if they don't, I think it's probably worth saying something. Or ideally, well, not ideally, only when he's not there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And just sort of, um, I think that's the best way to support him, really. Um, you know the actor I was thinking of, by the way? Is that what you were Googling the whole time I was giving that advice? Yeah, Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper, right? Yeah. Okay. Shout out, Chris Cooper. <laughs> We'd love to have you as a guest on the podcast if you're up for it. Um, I, I just suddenly came over all tired as I was talking there, and then um, I don't know if it was tired or emotional because I, I think there's a part of you that yeah. at some point has been Mac. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I, I still think I am Mac. I mean, I, I don't, I don't. Um, oh God, I'm about to say something so, but I'm just sort of thinking out loud here. Do you, do you ever have moments where you think I don't know if I do have any friends? Do, do you ever have that? <laughs> I have, yeah, 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 I do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think sometimes, sometimes I've I've moved on from certain groups that I used to be friends with. Yeah, that I I, I just don't want sort of the negative people in my life, right. and then sort of sometimes yeah, there's there's days where I feel that I'm you know like uh, the inflatable things at a swimming pool, mm. and like there's loads of people and I'm jumping all around the inflatables and I've got yeah. loads of people around me and I'm loving it, and then I just jump into. So the... hold on, let me just get this thing. So so I just want to get this visual completely confirmed. So. There's the inflatable there, yeah. and you're on it on your own, and everybody else has formed a crowd to watch you. Is that no, what's no, that, is that no, what you're no, saying? No, 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 there's loads of people together, like holding. So hands. everyone's on the inflatable. Yeah, we're, all, oh, right, okay. we're holding hands, yeah. pushing each other. You off. made it sound like you were delivering a show or something. No, we're all laughing together. You know, there's wrestling going on, and just, just, mm. just it's an incredibly fun time. And then I leap into the pool, sort of just with this big, sort of like carefree smile on my face, and then. Mm close my eyes and sort of like, then I open them again and I'm just in an empty pool. No one's there. Oh my God. Is the inflatable there? No, no, even that's gone. No. The inflatable oh actually God. was, yeah. That's how I feel sometimes. Mm. It, like, I, I think that sometimes you go through a time of, I, I don't know whether it's just everyone feels like that, but there's time, you, do you ever like, and, and like maybe even to go even deeper, you're like, oh my God, the edges of the pool are so far away and there's no one to reach out to. I sometimes... Yeah, I don't, yeah, that's sort of. I, I would say that's where you've lost me. <laughs> you, 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 you sort of stumbled your way to that in a way that it was going to be something. I thought it was going to be the final hurrah, but it actually ended up being the thing that's disconnected me from this analogy. Um, one of the things just before we, just before we, um, just speaking on swimming pools. Yeah, uh, and I know this is a very like privileged wanker thing to say. Yeah, but. Um, I noticed on holiday, I have become worse at dealing with the temperature difference between the swimming pool and the outside. Like, you know, like the, my kids would just jump in the pool. Oh, right? no. And You're a toe dipper, aren't you? I'm not a toe dipper. Hold on one second. That was Lisa. The beautiful swan. The elegant yeah. swan. Um, just checking if I've got the house keys because she's taking Reggie for a groom. Oh, nice. How's the new dog, by the way? Um, <laughs> I suspected that what the house didn't need was a second dog. Um, I would say that I've been vindicated. But there's, there's two things going on. Uh, one, 
Reggie's Reggie and the new dog Ivy are having a great time. Yeah. They love each other, and they're you know I, I I don't really like the way they play with each other. If I'm being yeah, honest, yeah, the dog, yeah, 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 it can be quite. There's a lot of there's a lot of kind of mouthing, yeah, 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 and there's a lot of sniffing, yeah, and there's a lot of licking, yeah, and I had to I ended up having to get I got so freaked out about it I ended up googling it just to see if this is normal. Weirdly, this is actually plays into Mac's advice, the advice for Mac. In what way? Well, like sometimes when you join, like yo, you you accompany new friends. Sometimes you've got to pick up, pick up a bit of mouthing, a bit of sniffing, a bit of licking. Yeah, to yeah. sort of like. Then... I, I would say you. I would say you use the word weirdly correctly though, because <laughs> it is weird that you would apply that in this instance. But, but yeah, no, I think you might be right. It's a bit, you know, they're they're sort of like at each other a yeah, bit, yeah, aren't yeah. they? And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So um, yeah, and then you are like, you're like the guy who's written in. But like what I've noticed just extending this little example that we're using, is that they'll be like nipping at each other and sort of messing around. And then every now and again, one of them will nip the other one a bit too hard. And then they'll yelp. And then the other one sort of steps back as if they're like, oh, that was a bit much, I guess. And that's what what your friends need to do. They need to like, you know, if they say something piss takey and it's a bit much, they need to sort of step back and reflect on their behaviour. So in many ways... What you could do quite nicely... (laughs) Is if if he gets all of his friends together down the pub, and you go down the pub with your two dogs, me, yeah. If you right. go to the pub with your two dogs, I'm not. I'm not. Look, 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 I'm not. I don't think he thinks that this mate of his needs puppy therapy. No, no. But every if all of them right, and you whisper, you basically go and you text him, say, "I'm going to be there in a minute. Watch what my dogs do, and then say to your friends, "Oh, look, look." Over there, that guy. Was oh, so it's not even it's not even me taking the dogs for something to, for them to bondo. It's literally watch the dogs' behaviour and learn from it. Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, but no. If he goes, if Finny's sitting there and he's got an ice cold pint, he turns around and goes, "Huh, look at that guy over there with those two dogs." And then your dogs are scrapping together in the pub and making a bit of a racket, and then the bite thing yeah. happens, and then the guy yeah. turns around and goes, "Huh, I guess that's a bit like us and Mac in some ways. Like sometimes maybe we go a little bit too much and we nip him a little bit hard. And he doesn't like it. That's weird, isn't it?" And then you basically put the dogs back on the lead, finish your pint, and then just walk out of the pub. Yeah. Or I do the thing that's more likely, which is I, I just sort of start reiterating what they've said, what they've realised amongst each other, and go, so yeah, you know, it's about watching, the, and they just go, yeah, Ron, we get that. And I go, you fancy another drink? And they go, no, I think we've learned the lesson, mate. It's, uh, this has been great. We've already Thank got you. one new guy in the group. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really want here. We don't need another yeah. one. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I hope that advice helps. Good luck. Shout, shout, shout. While I remember, while I remember, I was on the train on the way to the Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock thing the other night. And I do want to give her a shout out. Uh, a young lady called Lucia uh, approached me. I think it's Lucia or Lucia. Apologies for if I've got that wrong. Well, I definitely have got it wrong on one of those because I've pronounced it two different ways. But um, she came up to me and she told. she basically told me she... She was just really nice about the podcast in a way that made me quite emotional on the platform. Oh, wow. I was waiting for the. She did, yeah, so I just want to say thank you so much, man. What you said was really appreciated. Oh, um, nice. Okay, this is from the loving Labrador. Wow, a very quick one this time. Very okay, very cool, quick. Cool. Uh, just want to say thanks for the pod. I look forward to listening to it each week. It never disappoints. As your reward, I'm going to give you this gem. You ready for this? Yeah, hit me. Baked risotto. Oh, wow. And we've had a few emails like this. You've mentioned a couple of times what a ball lake risotto can be as it constantly is watching. Not baked risotto, my friends. It's a game changer. You put all the liquid in at once, you pop the lid on, and you stick it in the oven for about 20 to 25 minutes at 160 degrees Celsius. Enjoy. I'm gonna, I might even do that sort of tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, that's cool. Um, do you wanna, are you going to let Catherine know? You're just going to wait till she started dinner before you... <laughs> Mate, uh, it's my favourite moment. Just walking, uh, hello, darling, throw that in a fucking bin. <laughs> Daddy's doing an oven-baked risotto. I'm gonna. I'm, I might even try. I can't tonight because I'm, 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 I'm working. But yeah, that's that's happening in this household. And then I'll be coming back with a whole review of it. Mm. Big tunes. Um So thank uh, you. Another quick Labrador. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Another quick one. Yeah. from the Gecko. Yeah. Uh, we've had a lot of emails, but about this actually, uh, anonymous Gecko here from Miami, Florida. Wow. Who owns her own pool? And you're all welcome here anytime. Well, wow, thank you so much, Gecko. Uh, chemicals in the swimming pool mean that any piss is completely eliminated or eradicated and makes it safe for others to swim in. So be assured that it's totally fine if you do so and no others have. 
And I'm telling you this, Tom, the blue cloud is a myth. However, this absolutely does not mean it's okay. It is totally antisocial to do so. And anyone above the age of three should know better. I was wrong on this one. Uh, that basically summarizes all the emails that we've got, that, that there is no health issue with it. Right. But it is still absolutely unacceptable to piss in the pool. Yeah, I'm sort that's, of 50. That's basically, the, that's basically the, that's the general consensus. But you're still, I know you, I've just, I've seen, you've heard you start to say it, you're still 50-50 on it. Because it doesn't matter if everybody, if everybody in the world disagrees with you on a point, that take, you're so willing to concede, that takes you to 50-50. Is yeah. that right? <laughs> no, no. I just think that, I just think, there's some people who messaged me as well privately, obviously didn't want to email, email in, who were like, look, I pissed yeah. in the pool, I don't want anyone else to know this. Like, and I will take those names with me to the grave. We've had a My brethren, right? I'm not saying you go in the pool to use it as a toilet. I'm just saying yeah, if I'm still, having such yeah, a good that. time and such a laugh. Tom, Tom, I, I, was, I was at no point did I think you were fucking lunatic enough to make that decision, that you go into the pool. That, that, that was never on the cards here. And the fact that you even clarified that makes this worse. <laughs> right. But if I'm in the pool, say, with you, and I can't remember, mate, where at the time of our lives, like playing volleyball and, you know, just having a laugh and stuff and just getting underwater and, like, trying to put each other's trunks down and stuff. Right? If I'm having such a good time, there's a good chance that'll happen. Hmm. Okay. So pleased with yourself, didn't you? No. Uh, okay. Your face just makes me laugh at times. <laughs> uh, this, is, this, is from, this is from the giraffe, okay? Yeah. This next email. I'm interested in your take on this, actually. Okay. okay. Uh, recently, I've noticed that my partner keeps sitting on our bed wearing his outside clothes. By outside clothes, I mean things that he's worn out of the house. For example, work, work clothes he's had on all day. For context, he works in a brewery. Gym clothes that he's worked out in. Clothes that he's worn out at the weekend, etc. Am I wrong in thinking that this is disgusting? I recently read an article about the kinds of germs you can pick up from gym equipment. Uh, slough, what does it say? Staph bacteria. And the thought of that on my bed is freaking me out. I admit that I'm a bit of a germaphobe, but I don't want the outdoor germs on our bed, outdoor germs on our bed sheets. Just seems completely avoidable to me. Sitting on the sofa or doing at the t- dining table, I accept. But on the bed, I've already spoken to him about it and he claims it's just something he's always going to do. Should I try and not think about it or do you think I'm justified in wanting to keep my bed clean? How would you deal with this? In the same vein... Shoes off or on in the house. I think that you can guess my stance, but I'd like your opinions. Thank you very much, the giraffe. Yo, Tom, Tom. Giraffe, shout out. I get you. I get you. Number one, you know, one of the worst parts of having uh, wearing outdoor clothes that you want on a tube or a train is bed bugs. Bed bugs are a killer. They're, so that, bed bugs are killer. Well, they're not actual killer. They're, they're actually quite right. a mild sort of. They just give you little bites and stuff, but they're not nice the to bed have. bugs. An irritation. That's what you want. To yeah, say. they're an irritation. So yeah. you've got to be very careful of bed bugs. That, that's that's one of the big things I'll be scared of. I, I'm with you on this actually. I don't think I, I will always take off all my clothes um, before I sit on the bed. Or, so I'm just in my underpants. Uh, yeah, or that, or if, if I'm one in, in one of my. It's just, just Catherine absolutely <laughs> terrified of the moment you come home. She knows that you're about to just strip off butt naked and clamber onto the bed. Tom, it's five o'clock. Yeah, I know, but this is the routine. No, but they don't. Uh, no, sometimes I put like a lounge suit on, like a pair of lounging shorts and stuff, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, I love loungewear. I love loungewear. It's all about that loungewear. I, I, so I sort I, I agree. I, th- I think it's. But also, in a relationship, anything that makes you uncomfortable or you feel like a little bit icky, he should be considerate of that. So I think mm. it's a matter of having that conversation. And also, I'd, I'd say actually what you probably need is it's like, you know, it's like Rom, going back to Rom with the, his, his dogs, you probably need some rules, right? And I think actually when it comes to certain people, it's, it's better to have clear rules and just go, once you get in, you put on your, your lounge shorts or your tracky bees, you sort of, and then that, that goes for sitting on the dining table, sitting, you know, at, at the dining table or sitting on the sofa. So it's not like, oh, you can have it here, but you can't have it there. You know, I think it's a good thing to just the whole. Once you get in, you just take off your outdoor clothes. Yeah, and that's what people used to do in the olden days. Everyone wore suits, and when they get in, they sort of change into a sort of like mm. you know pair of Oxford bags or something. When you um when you got home from school, did you always change out your uniform? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't. I wore it right the way up to bedtime. Like a You're fucking joking, smart. really? No, yeah, I know. It's did you bad. Used to, well, it's no, really hold bad. up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So if we were like twelve, 13, not full, not full blazer. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, that would have been a fucking sociopath's move, right? Yeah. But if I was to call for you, right, 
and say I call for you like well they, that, that's where your, your thing falls down that never happened <laughs> but would you would you still come out to play in your oh, no, I don't think I would have I don't think I would have come out to play <laughs> Would you? Would you? If I turn up yeah. at your house and gone, yeah. knocked on my door on a Saturday, <laughs> he's in full uniform. No, yeah, but I had a, we had a kid at school called, and he uh, he. Well done for giving the full name, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, bleep that out. Completely JT. necessary for everybody to understand the story. Yeah, <laughs> no. Good, good. Really good. <laughs> I'm glad out. you've still got that habit. Anyway, go on. Um, and he, I remember Mufti days. He used to wear his school uniform, and everyone was like, "Why do you wear your school uniform, Mufti days?" Like all my clothes at home are suits. So I only, only have suits anyway, so I might as well wear my school uniform. So, yeah, he always used to wear a school uniform. Did it occur to you that he was going through such hard times that he was embarrassed to wear his own clothes? And then now you've named him on the podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's done very I mean, well for isn't, himself isn't that, now. Isn't that, isn't, that, isn't that part of the point of uniform, to sort of equalise everybody? Yeah, but I, mate, right? I, I, I remember I was the only kid who used to wear a dready and a clips at Ascot, and I got rinsed for it. I remember, yeah, yeah, middle school having. I used to, I used to wear dready. I, the, the, I think one of the worst things at school is buying something that you think is cool, then turning up and getting absolutely hammered for it. It's, no, 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 no. That's one of the worst things in life. That happens now. <laughs> that happens now where you just like you put something on that you think's really it's cool. So, I, 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 you know, when you like put on something that is slightly out there. Yeah. And you think, is this going to be all right? And then you turn. It's that first moment of walking in to meet people. It's yeah. horrifying, isn't it? Where you don't know what the reaction is going to be. You know, the worst bit of it is when you're with a group of people. Actually, going back to Mac. Fucking hell, Mac's had such an impact on my life. But when you're with a group of mates that you sort of all know each other and everyone's turning around going, oh, fucking hell, that's a really nice shirt. Oh, I like those trains. Oh, those trains are sick. Where did you get those, right? And no one says anything about your outfit. It's one of the fucking lows of life if you're just standing there. Oh, you look trippy, bro. Oh, fucking hell, that's a really nice T-shirt. Oh, mate, where do you get that hat? And you're just standing there sort of thinking, at some point, surely someone's going to say something about what I'm wearing. Even if it's yeah. like, oh, oh mate, oh, where did Tom, you get those Tom. trousers? Yeah, and Tom, you're wearing, you're wearing a hat, aren't you? Yeah, I am, yeah. Um, oh, Tom, I, you've I'm got gonna... clothes on. You're not naked. <laughs> uh, giraffe, uh, my advice to you is this. Um, I, it didn't occur to me about this germs thing from wearing your clothes. However, uh, so I, I have like sat on the bed when I've come in. And now, now that I've read this, I think maybe that, was, that, that is a mistake. It's something I'm going to try and change. Um, I think if your other half knows you've got a real problem with it, they, I think both of you have something to do here. If your other half knows that you've got a problem with it, they need to kind of make an effort to not do that because it's not a big deal. And it obviously is a problem for you. So I think they should be considerate. Um, and on the other hand, I think if they forget, what you've got to remember is that he doesn't have this same thing that you do. So you just need to be considerate of that. So if he does forget, try to be understanding. So I think what we need here on both fronts here is just a little bit of love and understanding. And I think you'll find your way. So good luck, Giraffe. Tom's, uh, I think, Googling bacteria or something. What are you I was doing actually now? just looking at how bed bugs are spread. Mm. And it is, um, you know, the biggest cause of bed bugs being spread. Gone. Seats on the tube. Is that right? Yeah. Mm. So beware, beware. Everyone yeah, really beware. beware. I think everyone, everyone yeah. Beware. Maybe send in, like, um, pictures to the podcast of you in your favourite pyjamas uh, and, like, hashtag no to outdoor clothing. Uh, yeah, don't do that, please. Absolutely don't do that. Thank you so much. Okay, do you want to do one more? Yeah, let's do one more, yeah. Okay, uh, this is from the mole and the salmon. Uh, oh, wow. It's the mole that's and the salmon. Hi, that's a funny couple, in. How do you mean? As in, like, how do well, they do it? I'd never see a mole and... Yeah, I'd never... See, no, no, but also just as friends. Quite, again, another good film. But. Uh, it's the mole and the salmon here. We're 25-year-old and 25... and We're 25 and 24-year-old chaps who are from Birmingham but now live in London. We've decided to have a chilled holiday away from the car and I just wanted your opinion on something. We've gone all-inclusive and we're keeping a tally of the drinks we're having as we're determined to beat the system and make our money back on drinks. Just wondering your opinion on the matter. Apologise to the wolf for all the videos we've sent him on Instagram or on the beers, but we love the pod so much and appreciate both your honest, down-to-earth and hilarious views on anything. We would mess with Al, but we know he wouldn't read it anyway. Much love, Mole and Salmon. Tom Tom. Uh, let me shout out the Mole and Salmon, because I can't remember what evening it was, but they sent me about 35 videos of them in different inebriated states. Uh, if, if, to be fair, actually, if I'd known what you were doing, I'd have... So I, I I said, look, go and smash it. Have a good one, boys. Mm. But uh, 
I, I wish to God that I'd known that's what you're doing because I actually think that's amongst the coolest things I've ever heard of anyone. Like what m- trying to beat the system? Yeah, I, I've never tried it. I mean, I've you know I've gone to all inclusions and thought I need to make my money back on this holiday, but I've never sort mm. of actually taken a tally and thought like I actually generally I, I, I'm pretty inspired by these young men. I think they're pretty incredible. Um, it's not it's not possible to beat the system, is it? Or I mean, it's very unlikely. Yeah, but this is the difference. Between, like this is a, this is you are the mathematician, right? And I'm the so renegade. So I'm actually working it out and you're yeah. doing what? No, no, but also you are like, we can, essentially like this is like Ocean's Eleven, right? You're the guy mm. going, well, there's no way we can get into that vault and get that bloody money, mate. And I'm the one going, we, I'm basically George Clooney and you're that other yeah. character who's saying you can't do it, right? Yeah. Okay. So Famously, two co-leads in Ocean's Eleven. There's only two of them involved. Anyway, go on. <laughs> I can't wait to make Ocean's Tea with you. No. so we're basically going we're like we've got to basically try and you know we're trying you know, if we're going to try and get it you you by the end of it you look at me we're on the plane back and you go we did it oh my god we did it you know with four euros left to spare we did it and that's the moment you realize that anything any mountain can be climbed right and that's why i respect these two young men that's like, so a shout you out boys. how do you okay okay so I hope you, yes, let us know fine. i'd love to see the tally chart email it in or actually if you want yeah just at us on uh, Wolf and Owl podcast, and we can we can look at yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to we'd love to check that out. Um, I don't they water down the drinks at all inclusive. Have I just made this up? No, I mean that's a, that's an old school fable. I think I I don't know if they do. I mean, you, again, that's something that, that's where Ocean's Two comes. Ocean's Three because we'd have to probably take a scientist with us. I would a hundred percent argue that cocktails at an all inclusive are watered down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. definitely are. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. Um, all right, what a boring thing to say to finish off the advice section. I'm so sorry about that. Would you? Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, maybe just say something courageous about these two young soldiers. Uh, guys, listen, do you know what happened? I read this email and I felt one way about it. And now I've finished reading the email and I think you two are an inspiration. So I want to apologize for doubting you. And I wish you the very best on your endeavors. Maybe Thank do them so a little video for... message just to say well done. No, I won't be doing that. So <laughs> just, uh, but you know, they've got this, haven't they? So well done, guys. Okay, that is all we have got time for. Uh, Tom, could you do us the honours of uh, taking us out of this? Yo, hello, gentle wind that blows across my face. Hello, friendly leaf that has turned into a crisper shell. Oh, is that you, rain, my sacred brethren? Look, we all know what's happening. The summer is slowly drifting away and autumn is coming in and for one reason or another it's a relatively scary place to be right now nothing is more important than having some people to reach out to friends family people you care about i was at church recently and whilst quite a lot of the stuff that the man at the front the priest talked about uh i put into a little box called stuff I don't really care about. Uh, there was some words that I took with me. There was some feeling of actual community and being there for one another. And actually, when you break it down, religion of any kind and... Oh, my God. <laughs> friendship, work, whatever. The truth of life is being there, having people you can rely on. Don't be a lone ranger. Don't be a lone wolf. Although I how and although I walk through the forests <coughs> and the rocky landscapes, I do nents alone. I have an owl <laughs> beside me, a friend. Find your furry friend to walk alongside you, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Or swim alongside yeah. you. God bless you. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. And I think the the, the take home message from that is make sure that you do nents alone. Um <laughs> Um, guys, uh, um, what's happening? Is, is, do we have to say something about the burrito t-shirt or something that we got an email about? Is it a burrito t-shirt? Do we got we got an email about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes, we do have to say something about the burrito t-shirt. So the burrito t-shirt, very much unlike the party one t-shirt, sold out really quickly. The burrito t-shirt sold like hotcakes.
the party run t-shirts sold like hot sick. So, also, um, party run t-shirts now on a massive reduction. So, yeah. trying and to still, shift and still and still haven't sold out. They're still our coldest item by a long way. Um, <laughs> even though you are party run, you if if I see you wearing a if I see you wearing a party run t-shirt, I will do you, I'll do a video with you. There you go. That's the. And I think that affects eight people in the world. So um, I don't think I've even got one. Anyway, so they sold out and then um, people got in touch to say, can I be notified when they're coming back in? They are coming back in. We're getting a load new done. I think they're going to try and figure out a way of removing party ROM and then um, adding the No, but in all seriousness, we're getting more burrito T-shirts in. So uh, I think you've got that. So if you want one, you yeah, just go on the, I think is it like, yeah, just... Why are we so bad at this? This is so bad. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> Antonia and Flo and everyone else who, uh, maybe if you yeah, write this out as a script, um, we can just read it out as a script thing because we're not very good at this yeah. bit. This is a bit that we're really... Yeah. Um, as well as other bits, I would say. I wouldn't say this is our only flaw. <laughs> um, so anyway, thank you, guys. Uh, I want to play for you a song that... Um, they played on League of Their Own as part of a new item and it just made me feel really good. I ended up dancing in the studio, so I want to play this for you now. This is Midas Touch. JT, can you drop a bit of Midas Touch Ooh, for us? Banger. Uh, guys, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Peace! My God. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. Thank you.